By the sacrificer. By the The oblations. Vitane. In the sacrificial fire. In the sacrificial fire. Pouring. Grihita. Ghi. Glutam. Mixed. Adan. Eating. Kutabhuk. The sacrificial fire. Mukena. By the mouth. Yat. As. Brahmanasya. Of the Brahmana. Pukataha. From the mouth. Chadataha. Acting. Anughasam. Morsels. Pushtasya, satisfied. Mai, to me. Abahitai, offered. Nija, own. Karma, activities. Akai, by the results. This is the Lord still exchanging with. The four Kumaras in this amazing mutual admiration of each other. Translation, the Lord says, I do not enjoy the oblations offered by the sacrificers in the sacrificial fire, which is one of my own mouths, with the same relish as I do the delicacies, overflowing with ghee, which are offered to the mouths of the Brahmanas, who have dedicated to me the results of their activities, and who are ever satisfied with my prasad. Please repeat. I do, I do not enjoy the oblations offered by the sacrificers in the sacrificial fire, which is one of my own mouths, with the same relish as I do, the delicacy is overflowing with ghee, which are offered to the mouths of the Brahmanas, who have dedicated to me the results of their activities, and who are ever satisfied with my prasad. The devotee of the Lord, or the Vaishnav, does not take anything without offering it to the Lord. Since a Vaishnav dedicates all the results of his activities to the Lord, he does not taste anything eatable which is not first offered to him. The Lord also relishes giving to the Vaishnav's mouth all eatables offered to him. It is clear from this verse that the Lord eats through the sacrificial fire and the Brahmana's mouth. So many articles, grains, ghee, etc., are offered in sacrifice for the satisfaction of the Lord. The Lord accepts sacrificial offerings from the Brahmanas and devotees, and elsewhere it is stated that whatever is given for the Brahmanas and Vaishnavas to eat 
is also accepted by the Lord. But here it is said that he accepts offerings to the mouths of Brahmanas and Vaishnavas with even greater relish. The best example of this is found in the life of Advaita Prabhu in his dealings with Haridas Thakur. Even though Haridas was born of a Mohammedan family, Advaita Prabhu offered him the first dish of prasad after the performance of a sacred fire ceremony. Haridas Thakur informed him that he was born of a Mohammedan family and asked why Advaita Prabhu was offering the first dish to a Mohammedan instead of an elevated Brahmana. Out of his humbleness, Haridas condemned himself a Mohammedan. You have to understand the social context, very caste conscious uh, stuff going around in India at the time. That's why the, the caste conscious Brahmins didn't like Lord Chaitanya. Because Lord Chaitanya said, doesn't matter who you are, where you're coming from, just chant Hare Krishna, you can go to the highest platform. And that was good, bad for their business, right? They had a monopoly, so to speak, on teaching and, and the way to liberation. So Lord Chaitanya just shot that out of the water. But Adwaita Prabhu, being an experienced devotee, accepted Haridas as a real Brahmin. Adwaita Prabhu asserted that by offering the first dish to Haridas Thakur, he was getting the result of feeding 100,000 Brahmins. Mm -hmm. The conclusion is that if one can feed a Brahmana or a Vaishnav, it is better than performing hundreds of thousands of sacrifices. In this age, therefore, it is recommended that Harinam, chanting the holy name of God, and pleasing the Vaishnav are the only means to elevate oneself to a spiritual life. Om Ajnana Timurandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurum Militam Jena Tasmai Shri I was born in the darkest ignorance, and my spiritual master is kindly opening my eyes with the torch of knowledge. Not from my respectful obeisance or something. <coughs> so here you see a continuation of this amazing exchange between. Uh, the Lord and his devotees, and especially it's around Prasad today. And that's one of the six loving exchanges mentioned in the Rupa Goswami and after destruction. Who knows the verse? The six loving exchanges. What's the first word? Dadati. Prati. Right. Dadati, pretty good nature, offering gifts in charity and accepting charitable gifts. Guhyamakyati Krishati, inquiring confidentially and as it go, hearing confidential instructions. Bhukti Bhujayati Chaiva, there's the operative phrase for our purposes today. Accepting prasad and offering prasad. Shaddidam Priti Lakshanam. These are the symptoms of love shared by one devotee and another. So uh, it's interesting that Prabhupada goes right to, because example is better than precept, as Prabhupada would say. So he states the principle, and then in the middle of the purport, he says, the best example of this exchange is found in the life of Advaita Prabhu in his dealings with Haridas Thakur. So the Prabhupada alludes to it in a few sentences. Let's go to the pastime. 
and get all the juicy details. It's only about five verses, actually. But there are some pretty extensive reports. So it happens in the Sri Chaitanya Chaitamrita Anjalila, chapter 3, the glories of Haridas Thakur. So this actually took place not long before Haridas passed away. It's text 5 verses, text 218 to 222. So Haridas is at Adwaita's house. <laughs> you get, uh, I mean, this is like risky business in caste-conscious India that day. There's a Mohammedan, right? Ex externally a Mohammedan, so-called low-born person by the standards of the caste Brahmins. He's at the home of Advaita Acharya, who's a very um, respected member of the community. So Haridas is very nervous about this, about what his presence might do to Advaita's reputation. So the whole thing starts like this, five verses. Haridas kahi gosami karini vedane more pratyahana deha kon koryaljane. Haridas Thakur said, my dear Adwaita Acharya, let me submit something before your honor. So he's approaching him very respectfully, uh, sensitive, yeah, very sensitively. Every day you give me alms of food to eat. What is the necessity of this? Maha Maha Vipraita Kovina Samaj Nichiya Dharakarana. Well, that's got two exclamation points after that, too. Well, probably must have put, dictated that. Two exclamation points. Sir, you are living within a society of great, great prominence and aristocrats. But without fear or shame, you adore a lower-class man like me. Hmm. Alokika achara tomar kahite payam hoi. Say kripa karibe yate. Mora raksha hoi. My dear sir, your behavior is uncommon. Indeed, sometimes I am afraid to speak to you. But please, favor me by protecting me from the behavior of society. Really, Paradise is really worried about what's going to happen. <laughs> Because of his he has the gall, he's daring to uh, enter the house of the you know, aristocratic Brahman. Now Prabhupada gives a purport. <clears throat> purport. While Haridas Thakur was staying under the care of the Dwaita Acharya, because they were all devotees of Lord Chaitanya, that was their common bond. So regardless of caste or creed or whatever, they just were all relishing their some, each other's sangha, because they all love Lord Chaitanya. While Haridas Thakur was staying under the care of Advaita Acharya, he was afraid of the behavior of a society in Shantipur. That's where Advaita Acharya lived. Not too far from Navadvipa. Oh, Shantipur, Navadvipa. It's in Nadia district. Which was full of exceedingly aristocratic Brahmins, Chatriyas, and Vaishyas. Haridas Thakur was born in a Muslim family and was later recognized as a great Vaishnava. But nevertheless, the Brahmanas were very critical of him. So people, uh, people who weren't Vaishnavas but were caste-conscious Brahmanas, where they just 
found faults with everybody they could see, so they could assert their superiority, <laughs> right? That's what we tend to do. Thus, Haridas Thakur was afraid that the Dwaita Acharya would be put into some difficulty because of his familiarity with Haridas Thakur. Sri Advaita Acharya treated Haridas Thakur as the most elevated Vaishnava. But others like Ramachandra Khan, see if there's a Muslim right there, nothing, nothing against Muslims, but this, this guy was a, you know, a caste, bodily conscious Muslim. I think I'll, uh, after this, I'll tell you about a multicultural Vaishnava family we have. We have a Muslim uh, husband and a Vaishnavi wife. And it really works well. But they're from Cleveland. But I'll, I know them. You know them? Yeah. You know Tariq and Krishnanandini? Yeah. yeah, they're cool. They're really good. And they have interfaith events. They go to you know Muslim events and then they have stage Vaishnava events wow. as a way of doing interfaith and building bridges. And anyway, I'll just keep going here. <clears throat> um, but others like Ramachandra Khan were envious of Haridas Thakur. Of course, we have to follow in the footsteps of the Dwaita Acharya, not caring for people like <clears throat> Ramachandra Khan. At present, many Vaishnavas are coming to our Krishna consciousness movement from among the Europeans and Americans. Right? This is Prabhupada always sticking up for uh, his disciples who were coming from backgrounds that were even that were beyond the pale, you know, beyond <laughs> or beneath all these <laughs> considerations. And although men like Ramachandra Khan are always envious of such Vaishnavas, one should follow in the footsteps of Sri Advaita Acharya by treating all of them as Vaishnavas. Although they are not as exalted as Haridas Thakur, <laughs> such Americans and Europeans, having accepted the principles of Vaishnava philosophy and behavior, should never be excluded from Vaishnava society. So when Prabhupada did that, when he did, you know, stick up for us, he wasn't just doing it sentimentally or just to try to reinforce his own position as a guru, but he would do it quoting Shastra. Uh, do you know any verses doesn't matter what your birth is ring a bell Gita how about Gita famous verse 4413 4, 4, Chatur Varnya the four Varnas the four divisions Maya Guna Karma Vibhagasana According to the three modes of material nature and the work prescribed to them, the four divisions of human society were created by me. So Krishna doesn't say that those natural divisions are by janma, by birth. He says they're by guna, quality, karma, work. So that's Bhagavad Gita. I mean, that's the, that's the text that everybody's supposed to accept. So Krishna says it. And in the seventh canto... 7.11, Narada Muni is explaining to Yudhisthira Maharaj, uh, the perfect society, and he says, Yasyala lakshanam protam. Uh, it's the same idea, that uh, one is known. Oh, what Narada is saying there, that if somebody is born in a Brahmin family, but evinces the qualities of a Shudra, then he's to be, that you should know that's his position. 
who's in the shooter position. And conversely, if one was born in a shooter family, but evinces the qualities of a brahmana, then you know that that's his position. So it's by quality and work, not by birth. But people who want to have a monopoly on stuff, they just want to claim birth in a high family and then do nothing and then claim that they're the best. <laughs> this is Kali Yuga. Cheating mentality, right? Okay, uh, where are we? So, um, although they're not, okay, we just, yes. Okay, so that's the purport to 220, 221. Okay, so that was what Haridas Thakur said to Advaita. Now here's what Advaita did. And the next two verses are going to come, he's going to come back with this. Acharya kahina, tumina kariham hai, se acharya ye shastra maka hai. Advaita Acharya replied, My dear Haridas, do not be afraid. I shall behave strictly according to the principles of the revealed scriptures. In other words, anything I'm doing is completely in accord with Guru Sadhu Shastra. So if somebody objects, it's because of their ignorance and envy. Okay, purport. This is, oh yeah, this is where Prabhupada quotes a lot. Yeah, more verses about. Okay, this is good. Purport. Sri Advaita Acharya, Srila Advaita Acharya, was not afraid of the strict Brahminical culture and customs of society. Strict meaning uh, persnickety. <laughs> you know, strict meaning caste conscious, not really, you know, real, genuine. As stated in the Shastric injunctions, which are the true medium of evidence or proof. That's, we live our life according to Guru Sada Shastra. Anyone can go back to Godhead, even if born of a low family. Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita 9.32, Mam Hipartha. This is a big one. You should know this. Mam Hipartha Vipashritya Ye Pisyu Papa Yonaya. Papa Yoni means sinful wounds, literally. Striyo, Vaishyas, Tata, Shudras, this is inclusive of all of us. Tepianti Parangatim, quote. This is Krishna. So we did 413, now this is 932. These are big verses for showing spiritual equality and not material, material qualifications are wrong. O son of Prita, those who take shelter in me. And there's the key thing. Those who take shelter in Krishna. And what does it mean to take shelter of Krishna? So practically, not you know, sentimentally. Yeah, to follow the instructions. It's like if we go to a doctor, like I have to end a little early because I have to ride someone to the doctor. Uh, and then the doctor gives a prescription, right? Does a diagnosis. Okay, here's what you do. And then I don't do it. Then I'm not really taking shelter of the doctor. I just went there, you know, went through the motions, but I didn't do it. You know, you got to do it. So here's a, oh, so that Sanskrit 932 means, Oh, son of Pita, those who take shelter in me, follow me. Though they be of lower birth, 
And the next part is very un-PC. But it's just Krishna describing what happens under the laws of eternal nature. He's not describing us. Though they be of lower birth, women, vaishas, which means merchants, and shudras, workers, and we're all in that category. Because kalokshudrasamala, we're all low-born, can attain the supreme destination. So if we take shelter of Krishna, that's where the true equality, that's where the true freedom, that's where the true self-esteem and liberation lie. And then Prabhupada continues, Though having taken a low birth in human society, one who accepts Krishna as the supreme personality of Godhead is quite competent to go back home, back to Godhead. And one who was a bona fide candidate for going back to Godhead should not be considered low-born persons or chandalas. Who was it giving class? I think it was Dhirakuru saying, we're worse than chandalas. I mean, I was the cheeseburger king of my block. That's worse than, that's worse. A chandala means a dog eater. But if you're eating a mother cow, wow. It doesn't matter where you've been. You can just, if you take, if we take shelter of Krishna, we can be purified of all that background. That is also a Shastra conjunction, as stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 2418. Here's a famous one too. This is Shugadeva Goswami describing all kinds of uh, breeds of and species of human beings. How many species of human beings are there? 400,000. 400, Usually we think of human beings just as being a species. <laughs> There's 400,000 different kinds of human beings. On this planet or Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Right. Just like sometimes people would say to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, where are the dinosaurs? <laughs> Well, they're not necessarily here now. The climate's changed a lot, right? <laughs> and according to the state of the environment, species appear and disappear, according to... But they're all there, at least in, uh, in stock. You know, they might not be in the store, but they're in stock. <laughs> the Deva species? Deva? Yeah, Prabhupada includes the Devas in human, because they're human-like, you know, their forms, like Indra and Brahma even though, you know, it's a million heads. Anyway, <laughs> anyway here's the verse that Shukadev, he, he lists all these different kinds, but Prabhupada doesn't give the translation, so oh, I forgot to bring my verse, but I think I know it anyway. Anyway, let's see. Kiratuhunandrapolindapokasha <laughs> I better not. I might butcher it. You got a device? It's 2418. Anybody have a device? You got a device? Oh, you're doing the climb. Yeah, my device is recording. Um, you got a second cannon up there? In the, in the cupboard? Uh -huh. it's a cupboard. You got a 2418? Database 2418. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Any questions? We're going to have more. Thirty-three million administrative demigods. That's just to take care of everything from the heating and lighting and the watering in the universe down to this. Down to the blinking of our eyelids, that's all. Uh, supervised by Devas, celestials. 
we're make sure, making sure that everything is uh, functioning properly. 33 million is more than 8 million. 80, 33 million is, no, that's, no, 8,400,000, that's species, but not numbers of people. That's different oh, kinds of species. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Uh, the translation to that Sanskrit, Shukadeva Goswami says, Kirata. And then we're going to, oh, there's a whole purport describing each species. Nice. Kirato, Huna, Andhra, Purinda, Purkasha, Abhira, Shumba, Yavana, members of the Kasa races. I think that means Mongolian. Um, and even others addicted to sinful acts can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees of the Lord due to his being the supreme power. Notice uh, what Shugadev says. They can be purified by taking shelter of the devotees. Why? Because they're manifesting Krishna's potencies due to his being the supreme power. I beg to offer my respectful obeisances unto him. Well, I really would like to, I'm curious now. Let's see how. I think this is rather extensive. Anyway, it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's pretty long. Look at this. I'm still scrolling. But we'll go th just take a little sample, huh? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. This is in the second canvas? 2.4.18. Famous verse. Prabhupada quoted all the time. He just quoted it today here. Showing how anybody, no matter how, what kind of grotesque, you know, species we've fallen into. Okay. Kirata. Just like in Nairobi, Prabhupada named that temple Kirata Shuddhi. Now, but that doesn't square with this. Anyway, we'll see. Kirata, a province of old Bharat Varsha, mentioned in the Bhishma Parva of Mahabharat. Generally, the Karatas are known as the Aboriginal tribes of India. Yeah, so I'm wondering why Prabhupada named Nairobi Kirata Shuddhi. Anyway. And in modern days, the Santal Pargadas in Bihar and Chota Nagpur might com comprise the old province Kirata. Maybe there was some migration there. Huna, not like the Huns, right? Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? The area of East Germany and part of Russia is known as the province of the Hunas, Attila the Huna. Accordingly, sometimes a kind of hill tribe is known as the Hunas. I mean, these guys were heavy duty. If you've ever read about Attila the Hun, <laughs> they were merciless. Andhra. Yeah, this is Andhra, like Andhra Pradesh. A province in southern India mentioned in the Vishvakarma of Mahabharata. It is still extant under the same name. Yeah, that's where Tirupati is. And yeah, usually you think of those people as being rather refined, but anyway, it's mentioned in this verse. Pulinda, now this is really interesting, because when uh, Parashuram, the incarnation of uh, Shaktivesh Avatar actually, um, drove the, the renegade, the, the, the bad Chatriyas out of India 20, for 21 generations, where did they go? They went to Greece. They went to, you know, like the Spartans, warrior. It was the Spartans and the Athenians, right? So, listen to this. Pulinda, it is mentioned in the Mahabharata, Adiparva, 174.38, namely, the inhabitants of the province of the name Pulinda. 
This country was conquered by Bhimasen and Sahadev. That's when Yudhisthira Maharaj was crowned the emperor, and then they sent a challenge horse out around the world. See, the emperor in Bharatvarsh was the emperor of the whole world. So, but it wasn't forced. He would just send out a horse, a symbolic challenge, which means if you don't want to accept my authority, then this is the challenge. You can accept the challenge. You can, we can fight. So, this country was conquered by Sobhima Sain and Sahne. They went out on behalf of Yudhisthira and they conquered here. The Greeks are known as Pulindas, and it is mentioned in the Vanaparva of Mahabharat that the non-Vedic race of this part of the world would rule over the world. Wow, so there's a prediction in the Mahabharata that they would actually uh, dominate at one point. And we had Alexander the Great. Uh, this Pulinda province was also one of the provinces of Bharat, and the inhabitants were classified amongst the Chatriya kings. But later on, due to their giving up the Brahminical culture, they were mentioned as Mlechas, just as those who are not followers of the Islamic culture are called Kafirs, and those who are not followers of the Christian culture are called heathens. Okay, I think we get the idea. I'll just put it here. Okay, so let's do one more verse. So the whole point is that Advaita Charya, he's accepting Arya's Thakur as being super elevated because of his devotion to Krishna. Not because he was, and he didn't care about his being born in a Mohammedan family, which is very interesting, that Lord Brahma took birth in Chaitanya Vila in a Mohammedan family to help Lord Chaitanya make a point. It's not about your birth, right? Because according to you know, strict, cash-conscious Hindus, that's a very low birth. <laughs> but it wasn't about that. Okay, it's not about birth. Um, let's see here. Not only the Yavanas and Kasadayama, but even those born in still lower families can be purified, Shudyanti, by the grace of a devotee of Lord Krishna. For Krishna empowers such devotees to perform this purification. Advaita Acharya had confidence in this Shastric evidence and did not care about social customs. The Krishna consciousness movement, therefore, is a cultural movement that does not care about local social conventions that can easily be misused. And then we, we flout local social conventions and do stupid things. No, that's not what it means. It means uh, that... Um, yes, we, we, want, we want to cooperate and obey the law, but ultimately our business is to educate people about what's beyond uh, conventions, which can divide us, you know, because one place is conventions and another place is criminal act. Uh, following in the footsteps of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Advaita Acharya, we can accept a devotee from any part of the world and recognize him as a Brahman as soon as he is qualified due to following the principles of Vaishnava behavior. And then there's just one more verse which I'm going to read, but not the first word because it's so long. And I just want to open it up and also talk a little bit about Krishna Nandini and Tariq in Cleveland. Text 222. This is the, the climax of Advaita's glorification of Haridas. Eta Bali, Shraddha Patra, 
करेला भोजन सो फीडिंग यू इज इक्वल टू फीडिंग टेन मिलियन ब्राह्मण इट्स इंटरेस्टिंग कोटी ब्राह्मण टेन मिलियन अल्लाहचार्य सेड therefore accept this shraddha patra this remnants of the shraddha ceremony thus advaita acharya made him eat <laughs> okay so yeah problem talks a lot let's let's see if i can just go to the end here all right let's right, yeah he's talking a lot about different technical Uh, points the verses, and then he says, um, "There are many. This is a quote. There are many different kinds of devotees, but even a Vaishnav coming from a family of leeches or yamanas is understood to be a learned scholar, complete in knowledge, if he knows the Vaishnav philosophy. He should therefore be given charity, for such a Vaishnav is as worshipable as the supreme personality of Godhead." And then more Sanskrit and proper quotes. Lord Krishna says, even if a non-devotee comes from a Brahmana family and is expert in studying the Vedas, he is not very dear to me. Whereas, even if a sincere devotee comes from a low family of meat eaters, he is very dear to me. Such a, such a sincere, pure devotee should be given charity, for he is as worshipable as I. Okay, that was the CC supporting. Uh, What the Lord is saying uh, to the Kumaras and the gatekeepers about how dear the devotees are to Him. Now, yeah, does that, are you all familiar with the Rehasta Vision Team of uh, Krishna Nandini and Tariq? They're perfect people to do this because uh, they. <laughs> I was with the Manuva Dhamma. I asked them their history, how they met, and all this stuff. They told me the whole story. Anyway, Grihas Division Team is a nice resource. If you go to, um, I think, well, just Google Grihas Division Team, and you'll see Parth Anutama from Shyamagati, and you'll see Krishna Nandini Tariq from Cleveland, um, and they counsel people before they get married and while they're married and. And they said to me, I think I shared with this before, but they said, I said, what kind of people come to your seminars? And he said, and they said, the people who don't really need it, but they just want to improve, and the people who really need it don't come <laughs> because they think they know it all. Then they have problems, right? So Kristen Nandini, I met her when she was 19 years old, actually. Because her late her late great mom her late great mom, I forget her name now. Anyway, in Cleveland, in Prabhupada's time of this in the seventies, um, there was African American family, and this lady was the matriarch of the family, and she was so. Uh, she was from a Christian background, so she was so. Uh, Impressed and and loved Prabhupada, you know. She decided she was going to start her own sangha. Right? There was no, there wasn't. Well, there was a temple, but she wanted to to minister to the African American community. 
So somehow, um, I was traveling with Satsuri Maharaj and Vansu Brahmacharis, and we, we met them. We were staying at the same place. It was in Tennessee somewhere, and it was in Nashville. And we had a whole morning program with them. And, and I forget her name, this lady. Anyway, Krishna Nandini was her 19-year-old daughter at the time. And, uh, and because she was from an evangelical Christian background, she said that the Premad money prayers in a very evangelical way. You can imagine. Oh, glory! You know, it was just like that. And all glories to his divine. You know, it was a real hallelujah moment. But it was real. I mean, it wasn't, she was just so real, you know. And we were so impressed by their bhakti. And they're following, and, and then they were just, she was just starting the summit in Cleveland. And I never met her again, except when I was with Krishnanandini and Tariq and Nuvudavan. Then I asked, you know, about the history, and then I brought up her mom, and she just smiled. She said, Yeah, my mom was, she was a fireball. <laughs> anyway, so later on, how did they say they met? I think it was at some interfaith event. Anyway, then she met Tariq, and then Tariq was there, and he was saying, as soon as I saw Krishna Tandini, I fell in love immediately. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they were from the different traditions, right? But they were so uh, on the same page, you know, deeply, right? Mm -hmm. um, as the late Christian scholar, uh, what was his name? Houston Smith, he said, there's two kinds of religions in the world. There's lumpers and choppers. And the lumpers are the ones that see the commonality of all spiritual people. And they just, they're lumped together. They lump together. I mean, lump is not kind of a very nice word, but I mean, we used it. And then the choppers are always just seeing the differences. They're very sectarian. You're not, you're not me, you're not, it's just us and them. You know? um, so anyway, they just saw the commonality in each other. And uh, he appreciated where she was coming from. I guess, you know, they were attracted to each other. That was the beginning. Right? And then they just really went deep into each other's lives. And, they, and she became very uh, uh, appreciative of the, of the, 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 deep, the deepness of the Muslim tradition. Not what's done in the name of jihad, you know, but the, the mystics. Sufis? Sufis are Sufi. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So they started, and Rumi, and all these people. So they started sharing that, and then they got married, and they decided that's their mission. You know, to break down barriers and, and shallow, you know, deeply, we're all really going to the same place if we're following, as Prabhupada would say. What about Buddha? What about Muhammad? What about Christ? Do you follow him? Yeah. So that's what they do. And then because they're so uh, cooperative and kind and they're very considerate of each other, then somehow they, they got together with, uh, in Vancouver with Uttama and Parta. And they decided, yeah, we're going to help the Grihasta Ashram here in this guy. So uh, that's what they do. So they do, they, they crush the thing and then they do the interfaith thing. And they, their service is great. 
And they've written a book. What's the name of the book? Anybody know? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really good. It would really, I think it would really be good for the boutique. I should write Krishna on and ask her. I think it would be a mover. Anyway. Okay, I gotta go in four minutes. So, Dero Dutta has his hand. Back in the late 70s and the early 80s, they had the, a lot of Christian deeds in Cleveland. A lot of Merle Dar, I believe it was called. Yeah, that was not at the African American. Very blue, yeah. colored marble Christians. I never saw them personally, but saw photos. But I don't know if those deeds were still in You know where they went? Montreal. If you want to see a lot of Merle Dar, they're beautiful. Yeah. I know the devotee who had those deities in Cleveland. Batu Gopal was the president. And then somehow the center manifested. I, I guess Krishna Nandini and, and Tariq, they had the only center now in Cleveland. But they migrated to Montreal. And Nandikeshwar Prabhu uh, installed them, I believe. I mean, did Prabhupada, was Prabhupada, I think Prabhupada came. Yeah. Right, then I've seen them in Montreal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful ladies. Exactly yeah, the Pope Mobile and the Pickers. So Baba was dressed up in, a, in black with a priest collar. <laughs> you know, Boston is known as a very uh, Irish Catholic, a very racist oh. place. <laughs> at least when I lived during the seventies, yeah. and indeed, but that was his, you know, that was his cover. Uh, John Paul, right? Yeah, I think it was John Paul. Yeah. All right, Harry Pooja, you have one minute. Uh, then Two minutes. Prabhupada, sorry, I don't know if Prabhupada ever went to Cleveland. Not that, to my knowledge. I was wondering if I could have like, passed him on the street when I was a small child. Is that where you grew up? You grew yeah. up in Cleveland? Okay. Uh, so Ohio State, 69. No. Yeah, I, that was Columbus. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he ever went to Cleveland. Prabhupada, Ohio. I don't think I did. Well, yeah, I. Everything can't. <laughs> anyway, he's there. <laughs> he's there by his energy. <laughs> nope. Okay. Yeah, I gotta take some of the doctor. Anymore? Okay, to be continued tomorrow and there's more. It gets better. Yeah. The more in this devotees. See the Prabhupada. Oh, I was born in Cleveland with glass. <laughs> I got a